What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to Weekend 7 preview show of the 11.7 podcast. Also, opening day of Major League Baseball, which we're definitely having some fun watching. It's always good to see, you know, baseball coming all the way back. Some of those baseball accounts on social media are going to start focusing more on Major League Baseball and not college, but not us. We are going to stick to the college game here. And we have a lot of fun matchups this weekend, kind of starting with Ole Miss versus Florida. We just saw Florida get swept by South Carolina. And the players were pretty pissed off leaving the field at, you know, the fans, at their probably their performance and all that. So they get Gunnar Hoagland tonight, Thursday night. And, you know, they're going to bounce back somehow, right? I think so. I absolutely think so. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Florida is not starting Tommy Mason, Jack Leftwich this weekend. Yeah, what's up with that? I, I saw that tweet too. I don't know. I, don't, I'm, I mean, Florida has been losing a lot of game late um, in the game that they've lost. I wonder if they're going to open use openers. Mississippi State used to do it back, you know, in 2013, 14, 15. They would start Ross Mitchell. They would start um, other guys. Then they would bring it, or they would start like Evan Mitchell. And then they'd go to their starters, their guys. Um, so Florida's probably going to do something like that. They're probably going to throw their guy for two, three innings and then bring in Leftwich and Mace in more high leverage situations later in the game. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too, as far as like the opener. And you know, in Major League Baseball, the opener's gotten super popular with teams like Tampa Bay Rays, and I think the Oakland A's did it. Uh, and Gaten it's just a, analytics, dude. Yeah, and, and maybe Florida's thinking, all right, well, the toughest outs we've get we've gotten so far this year were in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Like maybe if we throw our relief guys early in the game, give our offense a you know some more time to catch up, we can have guys like Tommy Mace and Leftwich and those guys kind of close it out, go the last six innings in the game instead of the first six. I don't know. I think maybe O'Sullivan is – Coach Sullivan is probably uh, probably just overthinking things. His team is just loaded with talent, especially the starting rotation. I don't know. I guess we'll find out this weekend if it's going to work or not, but I, I kind of I mean, think about Think about the South Carolina series. Florida – I mean, I thought for the most – I mean uh, – Okay, outside of the extra inning game, they they were they were giving up a lot of runs late in the game. But in the extra inning game, they threw pretty well. Their bullpen, but no, dude, they need they need more. They need better arm in the middle and end of game. So looking yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the Florida Gators pitching staff right now. I mean, Tommy Mace is having a really good year. He has a 2.9 ERA. Probably not where he wants it. He was thinking he was going to have a sub two starting the year. I don't think it had anything to do with Tommy Mason left to it. It's all to do with their bullpen. It's all to do with finding a way to. I mean, some of the bullpen, some of their biggest bullpen arms, like the guys who have thrown the most innings, uh, they have like ERAs like nine, seven point five, five point five eight, four point four five. Like they are not doing their job and. Besides maybe, you know, Brandon. Um, what, hey, what is, what is Sprout ERA? It's 1.64. Yeah, well, when you throw 99, it's fine. But I yeah, don't Christian what... Scott, you know, Christian Scott's also another guy that has a 1.35 ERA. So they have guys in the bullpen with low ERAs. But the guys who have thrown double-digit innings out of the bullpen, guys like Franco Alamon and, and Ben Specht and Garrett Mitchin, like those guys have ERAs above six. And that's not good. <laughs> so Not good. I don't know. We'll see it with the Gators this weekend. 
I expect I bet, Florida I to bet it works. I bet it works too. And then they're going to have to be committed to it all season. Just watch. Like they're going to probably sweep this weekend using the openers. And it's going to be so bad for college baseball because all these mid-major programs look up to teams like Florida and look up the teams in the SEC. And when they see an opener work and they're going to try to follow suit. No, 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 and, yeah, no. They no. Will, I don't, yes, I don't, they I, will. I don't agree with that take. I think, they, that, I think you're watch. reaching there. When Florida – You're reaching there because teams have done it for so many times over the year. But it's, it's just, just watch. It's going to work for gonna, Florida. Dude, they're not, all these teams are going to go back. They're going to go back to normal, but he's just changing shit up right now because – O'Sullivan doesn't handle losing well. We both know that. Of course he doesn't. He's he, he doesn't handle – like some coaches can – don't like – I'm not saying they like losing, but they just handle it better. They're more positive. O'Sullivan is all gas, no brakes. He he doesn't handle losing well. So when he when it's time to make a change, he wants to make a change. So we'll see how it goes. I think Ole Miss should get one. This should should win one, but I think Florida will win the series. I think it goes one of two ways. I think either Florida sweeps them or they get swept. Like either things get way better for the Gators or they just keeps rolling downhill for them. I would I think, love. I think they. I think they win the series two out of three. If, okay. if you're asking me, and that'll be in our pick, which we'll do later in the show. We already have our five weekend series picked out. We got Ole Miss, Florida. That's the highlighted series. Starts actually here in a few hours on Thursday when we're recording this. We also have Arizona versus Arizona State, big in-state matchup there. Notre Dame versus Pitt. Two uh, top ACC teams this year, which is surprising a lot of people. And then we have Clemson versus NC State, who both struggled early in the year, but both have been playing much better baseball lately. I think it's a pretty evenly matched series. And Florida Atlantic versus Charlotte, two of the teams in Conference USA who are looking to, you know, make a push with Southern Miss. And uh, God, it just it just blanked on the last team. There's four teams in the Conference USA. Oh, Old Dominion. Those four are all ranked in our mid-major polls. So. We'll see. But anyways, we'll change the pace here for the podcast. We're actually recording this before midnight. We're recording this at 5 p.m. on a Thursday, which is weird. We have a little day baseball going on. I'm off of work. Seeing, Dimitri, seeing, seeing your pretty face in daylight, it's like... It's not a dark little screen this. behind me. I know. This is weird. I feel I have more energy right now. I mean, everything looks better. We got day baseball going on as far as college and pro. All right, so before we get before we dive into all the like weekend series and things to watch and stuff, let's talk about like baseball in general. I had this question. I thought about this question the other day. So you know how in the off season, like a lot of schools or a lot of guys will stay wherever they went to college. They'll stay in their college town and work out youth facility, throw, stuff like that. It is more, it's more common in like the SEC, ACC, where they have their facilities are much, much better. Much nicer facilities, yeah. Like, 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 yeah, like, for example, like Mercer, like your, their facilities are super nice, but I'm probably not going to go spend four months in Macon. But like... Yeah, we've never had like a... I mean, I guess there's a few college guys that went and played pro that come back to Mercer, but guys but like not, Kyle Lewis and guys like Billy Burns and like real major leaguers never... They never back. come back. They, I mean, they come back maybe for like a weekend or something to watch yeah. a game right before they leave, but they never go down. They never stay down their workout and all that stuff. But anyway, here's my question. Do you think college teams should do more? Like should schools like provide an apartment complex just for pro athlete? So like, let's say, let's just say, for example, Florida, Mississippi State or Arkansas, they had an apartment complex on, right, on or right off campus 
just for all their pro athletes. So if you're currently signed with a professional team, you can stay there for very cheap, cheap to free, whatever they get, like depending, I don't know how it would work. So basically you're giving these guys like minor leaguers, they don't get paid very much. So they got to like go out of their way to, so if they provided like an apartment complex for their minor leaguers, they use their facilities in the off season, they work out, they throw, they train, and they have a place to live for cheap or very, um, or free or whatever. I don't know how that would work, but do you think that, I think that would be better for program because then you're giving guys a great environment to work out in and get better in the off season and you save them stress. I know that's not how life works, but if I'm a, if I'm a, university i definitely would try to do that if i'm a president or an athletic director try to keep I would those definitely try to have as a, close like as a possible yeah. what? try to keep those guys as pro, like close as possible to the program close to the program you work at a train work out along your guy they cross paths all the time and maybe maybe you might iron out an extra big leaguer or two Maybe I, I see what you're saying. Like I know that Major League Baseball, instead of you know investing in so much in like single A and rookie ball development, they're like pushing these kids to go to college and like they're using college baseball as kind of a development tool, similar to the NFL using Division One college football as like a development tool. So maybe I mean what I think is really going to need to happen first is Major League Baseball like fully supporting college baseball investing in it for like development standards and things like that kind of like the nfl does with college football but as far as like the presidents of the university and athletic directors providing stuff for pro players i don't see that ever happening i don't ever see them investing in that before they're investing in other things around campus yeah but think about those schools especially those big ones think about arkansas oklahoma state or mississippi state it's not, it's just building one complex for all athletes. It's not just baseball. Oh, it's all athletes. It's all professional athletes, like football, basketball, oh, baseball. Okay. And, and you're giving them a cheaper place to live, especially for like the lower level guys. So like, if you're just because if you're like a practice squad player in the, in the league, in the NFL, or if you're a G, a D league, a G league player, or you play in Europe depending on what criteria you have to meet a certain criteria to be allowed to live there. But if you meet that, you can live there for at a much discounted price rent, whatever. And you provide all your facilities for the pro athlete. So basically you're creating a more competitive, more educated learning environment for all your athletes. Because when the pro guys come back and they're hanging out with the young guys that are at school, you, I feel like you create a more everybody wants to get better environment. Right. I see what you're saying. I just think there's a I lot think of it would, I think I think it's definitely something it's a I in my opinion it's a really good idea and I think most of those schools it would be pocket change to them. Yeah. Well, I know like some of the big baseball programs have like separate locker rooms or like lockers for their pro guys to yeah, come yeah. back and use. That's probably like a step in the right direction. The, the thing is, like, do the pro guys even want to come back to campus? Like, nothing's stopping them from doing it anyways. The No, but no, but usually if they want to, they have to stay somewhere or they have to rent a house with other guys. Or, you know, there's different – there's just so many logistics. I think if you provided some sort of apartment complex or some sort of housing district or whatever, I think it would be sick. 
Yeah. And just I think to, it would I think it would end up paying off. But that was just something I thought about. I was like, what if they had like they made it an even better environment for their pro guys to come back to the university, give back, um, and just show their presence. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, like let us know what your thoughts are. I mean, that's that's something definitely to build on. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about my favorite series of the weekend. It's Jackson State versus Mississippi Valley State. You have <laughs> total opposites as far as the SWAT conference goes. Jackson State is 9-0 and in conference, and Mississippi Valley State, which all of you do know, they're 0-6 in conference, 0-9 on the season. So how bad is Jackson State going to beat up on Mississippi Valley State? Like, Is Mississippi Valley State even going to show up and play? Oh, they'll show up to play, and they might have a little more motivation because – you know, Jackson State, Mississippi Valley, I feel like they're rival. Well, didn't Mississippi Valley State, like, they were supposed to play midweek against Mississippi State this week, right? Yeah, they got and canceled or they something. got canceled because of COVID or weather But I feel something. like Jackson State and Mississippi Valley State are rival. Both, yeah, I mean, both programs in the state of Mississippi. They're kind of the little brothers as far as behind Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss. Then it goes Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State. I believe are the only two other schools – Division one level in Mississippi. So that's going to be Miss. a fun one. I, I, wait, which one? Southern Miss. Oh, I said that. Oh. I? Yeah. And so I'm going I'm to watch that. Not watch that series because I doubt it'll be streamed, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow it. Make sure. Dude, you have a higher chance of finding a high school baseball stream than <laughs> finding a stream for that. Exactly. <laughs> but... So I was like kind of tongue in cheek there. Like that's my favorite series of the weekend, but I, I expect Jackson state to win each game by 10 or more. And I, I just want to see least. Mississippi Valley state buried this year. Just bury them. They blocked us on Twitter. Either that, or I'm rooting for them to win and maybe catch some fire and get out of the top or bottom 10, which I believe they're going to stay number one yeah. all year. Anyways. So anyway, Hey, let's go back. So let's go back to the SEC. Let's Real do quick, I, I don't know. I, I think we have what one or two games on our pick'em. We'll talk about those at the end. But like, like think about like a Mississippi State and Kentucky. Kentucky's it's, trying to pl- prove a lot right now. Kentucky is rolling right now. They're rolling and they're getting ready to go to a pissed off Mississippi State team. Not only pissed off, a confused team, a team that just got punched in the mouth. They don't know what hit them. Now they've got to figure out how to get back up and keep going. Yeah. So that could be a series that Kentucky can steal. They can get in and get out two out of three, and it's a great time for it. Or they can get an angry Mississippi State team who's just going to run it up all weekend. <laughs> the uh, the Kentucky – the spectrum of what Kentucky has this weekend is, you know, either – hey, we're, we're playing these guys at the right time. We're playing great baseball. They're playing bad baseball. Or it's like, uh-oh, they just got swept last weekend against a big rival. They're going to be ready to play this weekend. They didn't even play a midweek game. So all of the guns in the bullpen are going to be fresh and ready. Again, I expect this to either go Mississippi State sweeps them or loses two out of three. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, they're between. either going to catch them at the right time or – We'll know We'll know tonight. They play on ESPNU tonight, 7.30. Yeah, they do. And <laughs> then – so that's that's like my that's like my focal point of that series. Is, is Mississippi State going to come out and change the tide or is Kentucky going to steal a, a, a series this weekend? 
and then you know what this so like this is this is where i think i'm gonna measure on how i feel about tennessee they're playing at alabama alabama's good they're they're not a great team but they're a good team and this is where you got to this is how you separate yourself from the sec it's not about how you do when you get all lamped up for the big series it's how you handle business against teams you're supposed to beat tennessee is supposed to beat alabama you you, you, get, you you see you see what i'm saying no doubt i'm not disagreeing at all and 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 usually they this is where they slip up two out of three they give away a series and now they don't have that series in their back pocket when they lose a two out of three against Vandy or a, or whatever. You've got to win these series. You, you have to win, especially now with the target on their back of being a top 10 team. Tennessee needs to just kind of prove every, all the doubters wrong or the people, maybe not the believers. Um, they need to prove them wrong. You're right, though. It's always tough playing at Alabama. We saw them beat Arkansas on Friday night. Tennessee is like it's right there, like on the cusp of. Uh, are they going to be competing a with pretender or contender? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that that series intrigued me a lot. It wouldn't surprise me one bit though if Tennessee handled that series with ease, um, just because I'm not a, as big of a believer in Alabama's like some of the other Division One college baseball sites out there. That's going to be. It's going to be tough, talent wise. I think. I, I side with Tennessee, but and then coaching wise, I, I definitely side with Tennessee. Oh my God! But ben, we still we still need to get Tony Vitello on here. I would I would chop off my pinky to do that, um, and I think we're kind of close ish. I think <laughs> he knows, knows who, who we knows. are. But anyways, Tennessee's got to score early and often. Starting pitching has been pretty good. Alabama. You they just blew. have to you have to get a lead early with Alabama because once those guys start no, believing, that's, that's, that's a, I would be the complete opposite of what I was going to say. But go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you got to get a lead early on those guys because like they're a di- Alabama's a different type of SEC team. They don't have those quote unquote four or five star recruits that you know guys like are going to Mississippi State and um, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M is even one, Ar- Arkansas obviously. They're the guys that are kind of like the misfits in the SEC, like still great ball players, you know, dirt bags. They're scrappy. They they have enough talent to compete on a, a nightly basis. But you know, once those guys start believing, we saw it Friday night against Arkansas. Like they felt like they were the better team. And when Arkansas jumped on them on Saturday and Sunday early, they just kind of like you know they folded. They were okay. Maybe they we knew they were they got, they kind of got put in their place. Yeah. So that's what I think Tennessee needs to do. Like come out Friday. Just show them, hey, yo, you're you're good, but you're not even close to our level, and just bury them early in all three games. And I think I do be able agree to do with that. that. Yeah. And then, so hey, you want to hear some? So think about this: Auburn is going to Arkansas. They're zero and six in the SEC. Auburn is an ugly team right now. <laughs> are they about to be zero and nine in the SEC? They, they, I think are. Unfortunately, they they don't have the dudes that they've had in the past. Arkansas is twenty and three this year. They're only, Dude, only Auburn, SEC Auburn's loss. not going to make a regional this year. No, I don't think they will. I mean, I think there's going to be three teams in the SEC that don't make a regional. Auburn and Missouri are the two that are no doubt. And then you have teams like uh, Georgia, I mean, Georgia, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama. I think two of those four get LSU in. is one hundred percent going to make a regional. I don't know, man. They're they're one and five in the SEC. 
and they're playing Vanderbilt this weekend. So they could be one and eight. Yeah. Okay. So look at like, like Auburn, Presbyterian, Alabama, A&M, Texas A&M, and Boston College, and Arkansas, Little Rock, and Lipscomb. Those are their wins this year. Who is that? Georgia? Auburn. Oh, Auburn. Oh, yeah. Like, they've lost to Oklahoma. They've lost to Baylor. They've lost to Boston College. Lost to Boston College. Lost to they've Little Rock. They've just played a pillow soft schedule so far. And they and they didn't do very well in it. So seventeen and seven. Auburn, go ahead and uh, go ahead and end your lease in um, beginning of May because you're going home. Because you're going home. <laughs> you're, you are not going. You're not making the SEC tournament. Them in Missouri, I think, are locks not to make it. Them in uh-huh. Missouri are definitely locks not to make it to a 100%. regional. percent. And then, so, and then one more series in the SEC before we move on, and then we'll we'll get we'll touch base on the rest on uh in the pick'em but south carolina georgia that's the one that intrigues me a lot better handle business you just came you're on a running high you're on a high do not blow it freaking handle business against georgia yes i mean that's the one this is the slip-up series man every every team has one throughout the season this is the one where it's like uh, we just beat probably the most talented team in the country, not named Vanderbilt. We swept them at home. Let's go on the road to Foley Field in Georgia, <laughs> where Georgia just got walked off against, or I think they lost two out of three to to Texas A and M. I'm gonna and stop they, you right there. Should we? I think you. I think it's time for us to stop saying Georgia or Florida is the most talented team in the country because they might be, they still might be, but they definitely don't deserve to be called the most talented team anymore because. Dude, okay, that's at fair. What point, that's at fair. what point? At what point do we just stop giving credit to those damn guys? Because, yeah, they were preseason number one. They had every opportunity to prove them. They lost a couple. They had every opportunity to come back and make a name for themselves. They did against Texas A&M, and then they blew it again. So, I'm, right, I'm that's not fair. calling Florida. I'm not calling Florida the most talented team in the country anymore. Let's do, Yeah, we're we're out on that. They're the least talented team in the country. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but if you want to go that far, I'm I'm all in. It's going but, to be Florida yeah, dude, versus I'm, I'm, Mississippi Valley I'm done, State. I'm done giving Florida credit. I'm done. They have to earn Florida it back. Credit. I agree. They have to earn that back. I they got to win like a straight to earn that back. So, do you think South Carolina slips up this weekend against Georgia or no? No, I don't think so. But at the same time, I could see it happening. Georgia's not a bad club. I mean, they're. I, I don't. No, dude. I don't think so. I think South Carolina will 100% win two. 100%. 100% they're winning two. So there's a 0% chance they win three? No, no. I'm saying there's 100% they win two. At least two. At least two. I thought you were just saying 100% chance they were winning two. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying there's 100% chance they win the three. Okay. I'm going to put it like a 90% chance. I can see Georgia sneaking up. Just uh, South Carolina I, I, I having to travel. They, don't, they just don't have enough in the bullpen. They like If you look, I've watched some of their games. They look at their numbers. Their bullpen is just not good. Their starting pitching is flaky. That's the, that's the perfect way to describe it, flaky. They show like, up sometimes, but then you know, don't yeah, show like, up most like, of the time. Yeah, like, like nothing cool about it. So. That's pretty much it for the SEC. Let's move on to what the ACC, Ben. Let's do the ACC. I already have it pulled up. Now, the biggest, the biggest series, in my opinion, is either Notre Dame and Pittsburgh or North Carolina, Florida State. 
Those two really intrigue me just because Pittsburgh's eight and seven in the conference. They just got swept though. So this is a big bounce back series against the number one team in ACC right now, Notre Dame and Notre Dame. Sure enough, they're just coasting along in the ACC top of the state. I really wish they would have finished that freaking series with Louisville. I know, dude, I know splitting there does nothing for us. We don't know. Like I, that would have gave us a good gauge on like how the ACC was going to finish up. Like who was the better team? Yes and no. I mean, looking back at it, you're like, oh, it's one game. Like you can't learn much from one game. But like at the same time, it was like, who was going to win that series? I I I was pretty confident Louisville was going to win it. I do too. Time, and I think that's why Notre Dame was quick to just pull the trigger, just like ah. I, I don't know what they were doing, but but now Notre Dame has to travel to Pittsburgh though. And it's not that far. I mean, it's not that far, but Pittsburgh also, I think has been a tough place to play for some teams, all of Pittsburgh's losses. And I could go back on my word on this here in just a second. Actually, no, they just got swept at home. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's the other way around. They play better on the road. That's what it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely play, play way better. Uh, Last week was their first full week at home and they lost all three. They were on the road for it's backwards. They're road warriors. So maybe, wait, Dimitri, why is Pitt, they're only playing a two-game series, Pitt and Notre Dame? That can't Um, be right. Pitt and Notre Dame? Wait, I'm showing a two-game series here. What's going on? Pitt and Notre Dame. Pitt, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think now. You've got me, Pitt and Notre Dame. Why is that a two-game series? Oh, well, it is Easter Sunday. But you would think they would play a doubleheader on Saturday at least or do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, I thought you were saying they've already played a two-game series. I was like, what are you talking about? No. No, I'm saying that they're, it's only going to be a two-game series. That's so stupid. That is so stupid. What is Notre Dame doing? Or what is Pitt doing? Why? Why? No, no. They're playing a three-game series. Are they? Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Yep. Oh, so their Friday game got moved. That's what's throwing me off. No, their Thursday game got moved, and their Friday game got moved. Must be some bad weather. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Okay. So, so listen, so yeah, their Sunday game got moved from Thursday. Their Monday got moved from Friday because they were going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now they're going Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Thank God, man. I was like, that is a joke if they're only playing two games because of Easter. I, I was really about to blame Easter for that. Um, and I'm sorry to the Easter fans out there, but <laughs> you can't, like, you can't just take the number one team in the coastal division. By the way, or Atlantic I division. hate college baseball on Monday. Mondays are for the off days. Everybody knows that. Yeah, like I hate college baseball on a Monday. Monday is literally the universal off day. It's in I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The... It's nice to you know get to watch a game or two on Monday. It did, like good game on Monday, but Monday for off days. Stop Mondays Monday. are for the off days. So, um, anyway, moving on. Moving on. We got North Carolina, Florida State, two blue blood college baseball programs, both sitting at eight and seven in the ACC. What do you think? I mean, it's in Tallahassee. Weekend for both teams. It is. Well, it's in Tallahassee. I love when Florida State plays at home. 
They just have a different energy. The crowds have been wild there so far. I feel like they're letting in way too many fans for like COVID restrictions, but uh, they actually just, I mean, Florida State just swept Miami two weeks ago and then lose two out of three to Rake Forest. Uh, yes, I said Rake Forest because those guys can really hit. And then they were down one nothing to Mercer on in the seventh inning on Wednesday, but came back to win that eight to one. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, that series, that's actually, that's actually a really hard series to pick. And we're going to pick that one in our pick them, if I'm correct, right? No, I don't have that in the pick them. Oh, you don't have that one. Okay. We can add it if you want. No, it doesn't matter. Um, but I think it's a really hard series to pick. Well, how about North Carolina losing four straight? They got swept by NC State, and then they just lost a heartbreaker to East Carolina. Now they I have to go you, two remember Florida I talked State? about this the other um, last night or the other night. They've lost four straight since they started dancing on East Carolina. Yeah, they dancing on their graves and then boom, they just lost four straight. So, so that's a big I mean, that's a big, big series in ACC moving forward because we're about halfway through conference play. I think that series is huge for momentum. It is. I mean, because you look at it, if if North Carolina could win the series at Florida State, then they have Duke and Pitt back to back. And if you take it from Florida State standpoint or perspective, after they play North Carolina this weekend, they have to go to Louisville. So I would say this is more of a must win series for Florida State because they lose this series. I think they're probably going to lose at Louisville the week after that. And then two weeks later, they have at Georgia Tech. So this is yeah. a almost a must-win series for Florida State. They they better they they got to turn it around real quick. Yeah, especially if they want to host a regional this year. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. I think both of those teams are locks to make a regional just by the resumes they've already done, and they play in the, probably the second best conference behind the SEC. Some would argue maybe the Big Twelve, but I mean I'm sticking with ACC there. But the uh, the other ins- or the other ACC matchup that really intrigues me is this Clemson versus NC State because both teams were terrible to start the ACC play. Clemson was losing games. NC State, I think, at one point lost like five straight ACC games: two to Miami and then three to Louisville. And then they also got swept by Georgia Tech to start off the play. So. They, uh, they're playing better baseball. They just swept North Carolina like we just talked about. They beat UNCG on Tuesday. Now they're playing this 12-10 and 10 Clemson team who, I mean, they looked good to start the year at least. Like they swept Cincinnati, and then they lose two one-run games to South Carolina, who we had ranked high, and then they win the first game of conference against Notre Dame. And then they've lost – I mean, they lost five straight ACC games. They got flushed right down the shitter. Yeah, they got flushed. But then they go and sweep Boston College this past weekend. So, I mean – No, I think I think Clemson is trending right now. They're trending up. I'm not saying they're a dangerous both teams, team. I think both but, teams are trending up right now. But someone, someone has to slow down. Someone has to lose. And I think – I mean – I think it just shows you the parity in college baseball this year because I'm, we're we're halfway through. We're three weekends in the AC. We still we're we're still not a hundred percent sold on who's going to win what. Like Vanderbilt, Arkansas. I think that's pretty clear cut. One of those two is going to win the SEC. Yes, they're going to win the West and the They've East. They've separated themselves for sure. Yeah, in the ACC, we don't have. I mean, Louisville's starting to separate themselves. I mean, when you watch them play, you. You just know they're the better team. Right. But for the most part, the AC, there's not much separation. The Pac-12, there's not much separation. And the Big 12, 
I mean, Texas Tech, Texas Tech is really separating themselves, but they, but they haven't really. I mean, everybody knows Texas is theirs to lose. Yeah. So for the most part, there's a lot of parity. Like you all know exactly. You, you can't predict too much yet. It's gonna take like, especially in like the conferences like Pac-12 and Big 12, ACC. Like it's gonna take the team a few weeks to kind of get going, just because of like practice regulations to start the year and like weather and things like that. Maybe not so much the big 12, but most of those ACC teams were held off to start the year because of um, like the snow early in the season. But I mean, I, I expect some of these teams to get hot pretty soon. Weather's starting to warm up. They've played 25 games under their belt. Like a team, like for example, for me is like TCU. Like I think TCU and Oklahoma state in the big 12 could potentially push Texas tech to win a Big Twelve, just because I think they, I think, both... yeah, I think I think it's TCU. TCU. I mean, uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, they're they're gonna run away with it. But like TCU has a huge weekend ahead with moving to the Big Twelve here. Sorry for that bad transition, but they play at Oklahoma, right? Like they just TCU just swept Baylor to start conference play. They've won like seven in a row, and Oklahoma we've seen kind of trending down lately. But going on the road, rivalry game, rivalry weekend. I mean, if they can get through this weekend winning two out of three, that'll put them at five and one going to Texas Tech the weekend after that and then to Oklahoma State. Like, if there's a time to get hot for the Horn Frogs, it's this weekend. It has to be. Yeah, because- no, I, I think TCU's got – they've got to take advantage. You grab it by the balls and right. say it's ours. Right, and then you have Texas Tech who's kind of just like – I mean, I guess you could say they can sleep. They can literally sleepwalk through this weekend. They're playing Kansas State. Besides our boy Jordan Wicks, like I don't think Kansas State's going to do much this year in the Big Twelve. Nope. Um, they could kind of sit back and they don't play a midweek before TCU, and then they go West Virginia, Baylor before the big Texas yep. series the weekend it's after the that. The snowball's going to keep piling up. So like Texas Tech has the scheduling advantage in their favor. Uh, I'm interested about Oklahoma State, though. I want to go back and look at their schedule just because they've already played Texas Tech in a three-game series. They got that over with. They won Friday night, and then they lose two close ones. Bro, they they wiped their ass with Kansas State. Yeah, they did. I mean, Oklahoma State is going to run through. I think they're going to run through the Big 12 with Texas Tech. I think that first weekend literally decided the conference. Right. So Oklahoma State goes West Virginia, then Central Arkansas for three the weekend after that. Um, and then TCU, Texas, Oklahoma after that. Oof, that's going to be tough. But it's like it's this point in the season for all the conferences, it gets really intriguing because some teams haven't played their best baseball yet, and some teams have already played their best baseball. So the records you can kind of throw out, uh, it's more about just winning series. That's the key to – I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, but it's just if you can continue to win conference series, you don't have to sweep. A sweep's always nice. But avoiding to get like avoiding losing series is how you're going to make a big push for the postseason. So this is a uh, this is just always an intriguing time of the year. March Madness slows down for basketball. MLB is just starting to heat up. So this is like college baseball prime time before the regional start and super regionals and everything. Really, a lot of focus being put on the sport here. But um, besides that, I mean, there's what other series kind of intrigues you this weekend? There's a few mid-majors for me like florida atlantic and charlotte which we'll talk about in the pick them but you know georgia tech right now is rolling virginia six nothing on this thursday um 
Now, East Carolina's in trouble right now against Cincinnati. It's four to two in the fifth. That's interesting. Didn't see that coming. That, but... I mean, I mean, sometimes all it takes is one big win to get rolling a little bit. And Cincinnati, I mean, well, momentum is such a big thing in college. All right, ben, ben, who is Cincinnati's biggest alumni playing in the MLB right now? Ian Happ. Nice. Oh, dude, if you you can name college, I mean, where each major leaguer went to college, I would get about seventy of them right, seventy percent of them right. Who was the okay? Who was the biggest alumni in Cincinnati that played the major leagues before Ian Happ? Before Ian Happ? Yeah. I have no idea. Kevin Euclidus. Uke. The Uke. Greek got a hop. Is he Greek? I was going to say, is he Greek? No, he's not Greek. He, uh, he just had the beer Greek got a hop. So I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think he's Greek because I think it's something to do. So he, he's called himself the Greek got a hop. I think it's just a pure myth, uh, mythology kind of thing. Like I'm the best at the beer at hops. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know how someone says I'm a Greek, or like I look like a Greek god? That doesn't mean they're Greek. It's just, that's just like a, I guess, a phrase. So he has a beer called that. Is that what you're saying? No, he's, he's a beer connoisseur brewery. Uh, he had his own brewery. Okay. okay. Jason Veritek, speaking of uh, Red Sox, Veritek is uh, married to a Greek woman. Mia Ham? No. Catherine Veritek. Oh, I was thinking Nomar Garcia-Para. Oh, my God, dude. My brain is not working right now. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Speaking of Red Sox from the early 2000s. Is um, Nomar, is no, dude, I feel like Nomar. I feel like Nomar. You know how you normally still see a lot of the, like, retired veteran? You still see him on TV or, like, social media or whatever. Garcia-Para, I feel like, just disappeared. Yeah, he's living his best life. Like He, like, he was a stud in college, though. Him and Veritek and who was it? David Bell or somebody? No. Um, Gary, uh, Payton. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Jay Payton. Jay Payton. Who's Gary Payton? Oh, he's a running back, I think. But yeah, no, they they were a trio back in college. I was looking at their stats probably a few months ago. They were probably the best, one of the best three threesomes in college baseball. Probably, but yeah, so. Wait, let me ask you this before we move on. Um, does LSU win at – or does LSU beat Vanderbilt at least one game? LSU beat Vanderbilt one it's game. It's at LSU. If they – if if I don't know, but if they do, it's going to be the third game. Because Vanderbilt <laughs> – I, I think LSU wins the third one. On Sunday, kind of like they did against uh, – who was it? South Carolina did it. Mississippi State – no, I'm saying who did LSU beat – Oh, they beat Mississippi, Mississippi State, State game three last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. And they got uh, walked off twice against Tennessee. Yeah, they did. Maybe LSU's not that bad. They're just not a complete team right now. They're not that good. Yeah. All right, anyway, Louisiana Tech slips up against UAB. Who? UAB. No, Louisiana Tech is not slipping up against UAB. Okay, anyway, that Texas slips up against Kansas. Texas, Texas is sneaky 15 no, and 8 this no, year. No. Okay. Anyway, so they're going to when you say slip up, do you mean lose the series? Yeah. No. All right. Anyway, that um uh, Louisville slips up against uh Wake Forest, who's playing good baseball right now. Possibly, but I don't see it happening. Okay. Uh, and then the last one here, 
any way that Oklahoma beats TCU in the series? Yes. There is a small chance you're thinking. Like Oklahoma yes. puts it back together like they were playing yes. early in the Oklahoma season. Oklahoma can win the series in TCU. At home, I like it. I'm uh, not saying right. they're going to, but I said they can. Right. I got you. Um, so, all right, let's do the pick for this weekend. So, we have five series. All right. We've already kind of touched on each one. We have Ole Miss, Florida, Arizona, Arizona State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Florida Atlantic versus Charlotte, and then Clemson versus NC State. So, let's start with the uh, Clemson versus NC State one just because I think that's probably the most evenly matched series. Both teams, I mean, they were terrible to start the year. And wait, now, why did now you pick, wait, why did you pick this series? Because I think it's evenly matched. Both teams are trending up. They're coming off a lot of, um, I think, four wins apiece, uh, four four game winning streaks apiece. It's at NC State. Uh, okay. We we saw NC State sweep North Carolina, and we saw Clemson sweep whoever they played last week. Okay, so Pitt, okay, maybe. No, who do they sweep? So who do you got? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Clemson. I think. Clemson, you just look at their team. They have size. They have power. They have a little bit of swag about them that I guess – I mean, it might just be the uniforms. I think their uniforms are some of the swaggiest out there, the Clemson cut pants and clean white jerseys. They uh, The purple and orange together blend well for my colorblind eyes. I don't know. I'm going Clemson. I, I'm not a believer yet in NC State just because of how bad they were playing to start the year. I mean, they swept in or North Carolina, and they're still four and eight in conference, which isn't good. Well, and, after all your blabber justifying the reason why you're picking Clemson, I don't agree with any of your talking points. I'm going with <laughs> NC State. Um, they're the better team. They were once the top ten team in preseason in week one. Um, they're starting to find their stride. Um, their pitching staff really looked good last weekend, and they're starting to get you know more timely hitting, two out hitting, Luca Tresh. Um, I'm going with NC State. All right. That's good. I'm glad we're going apart from there. Uh, next one, let's just stay in the ACC. We got Notre Dame versus Pitt. <laughs> as much as I said I was on the Pitt bandwagon to start the year, and as much as we love Devin Mezzarocco, who came on the show, I think Pitt's starting to get a little of that, like, midseason. season normal. Yeah, like midseason dog days of March. <laughs> like we had all the energy in February and beginning of March, but now that's April. You know what? Let's let's hold let's stop right there. That is such a good point. This year, so many teams came out of the gate so hot and blew their load so <laughs> fast. So fast. And now it's kind of like, damn, damn. Like they still got the energy, but it's like they blew their load. Like Virginia Tech came out, blew their load early. Boston College too. Boston College, like so many teams, and so now it's kind of like this is where you separate from a boy from a man. Yes, the boys and the men get separated here because the, only the men get to keep playing in June. Uh, print the T-shirts right now. Only the men get to play in June, and so I, I think on Notre Dame. Put it on a T-shirt. I think Notre Dame's actually good this year. And I waited so long to jump on that bandwagon, but I'm jumping on it now. Give me Notre Dame. I'm going Notre Dame. Give me the Irish. Give me the Irish. Even though it's on the road, I've already proved myself wrong and said Pitt plays better at home, but no, it's the complete opposite. 
They play much better on the road. Um, all right. And then the next series, let's go with uh, Florida Atlantic at Charlotte. Two, two teams at the top of the Conference USA standings right now. Charlotte, they've been, they've been ranked pretty high and consistently in our mid-major polls. The 49ers, you know, they have a good program going on over there. Beautiful field. And then we have FAU, who at one point was the number one mid-major team in the country. But they've, they kind of fell off a little bit. But they are but, 4-0 to start Conference USA play. FAU, Conference USA is FAU until, they, until otherwise. Like, they're always at the top. Yeah, it's them and Southern Miss, and it used to be Rice. But so, so I'm going. I mean, so Charlotte is three and one in the conference, and their one loss they lost like 17 to 16 against Western Kentucky uh, on Sunday of this past week. So I like. Well, also Dimitri, we just totally skipped over Louisiana Tech and how that's probably their conference. So let's let's take a step. No, back. no, I know, but I'm saying until like like Louisiana Tech should take it this year, but it's been FAU in Southern Miss for the most part, and FAU yeah. has usually been the one that. On the top, but they yeah. get, they get an at large almost every year, for sure. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna say Charlotte wins it. UNC Charlotte wins it. I'm gonna go on a, a kind of a limb here with it. Don't have any good justification besides they're playing at home. FAU they're coming off like I think six straight wins. It's hard to win seven, eight, nine wins in a row. They've only beaten Marshall and then they kind of got tested against Florida Gulf Coast in the midweek, thirteen to eleven. So. I like. I think Charlotte's going to show up ready to ho- uh, at home. They kind of a look ahead series for FAU. They're playing at Old Dominion, or they're hosting Old Dominion next weekend for four. They're not looking ahead to Old Dominion. Stop they it right be. now. They, they, are, they don't give a shit about Old Dominion. Come on, listen. You are just, you are dumb gaslighting our <laughs> listeners with Old Dominion. <laughs> the Monarchs. Big they believer not, in the monarchs. They are not looking ahead to Old Dominion. I'm glad you called me out there because I couldn't even believe what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> On these pickums, I just try to I try to talk myself into it, and once I talk myself into it, I just keep going. <laughs> Get out of here, Old Dominion. <laughs> Hold me accountable. That's funny, but I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I like Charlotte. Well, I'm going with FAU, and the reason is if their conference to lose, they've been running the conference USA for a decade. Charlotte is old i will give them that they are old they have some juco guys they salty vets um, they have some big boy bats couple good arms um the thing is i just in a four game series um kendall kendall picked it made a good point the other day they don't like to pick four game series because it's like nobody likes to tie yeah nobody like i hate ties and if they split two two i'm just gonna be like dude that's so stupid so we can make a quick u-turn ben and pick another series because I feel like this series is going to be split 2-2. No, nah, let's just pick it. Let's just pick it. I mean, I'm picking FAU to win three or four. But, All right. I'm picking Charlotte to win three or four. But they're going to split, and it's just going to be like, okay, that was stupid. That was boring. Nah. So, All right. Charlotte's going to sweep. Yeah. Okay. Please go <laughs> drink a bottle of water. I don't know what you've been drinking. <laughs> um. So let's go to the second to last series here, Arizona versus Arizona State. As I know you love Arizona, and I'm a big fan of Arizona State, Tracy Smith down there. Arizona State's at home. I think it's a good opportunity for them to kind of show Arizona, like, hey, we still get a little bit better recruits than you. 
We have a little bit better coaching staff. Let's. Uh, I'm going with Arizona State and the Sun Devils. Uh, they're in second place right now in the Pac-12. They're four and two. They're playing good ball. Just swept Washington State with that huge weekend, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so it's another four-game series, Ben, and this is the, this is screaming a two a two and two split. This is screaming a two and two split because both teams are good. It is really hard to win three out of four. But Ben, on Sunday, if, if all these freaking teams split, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be mad at you because it's, it's, it's wait, no, this be, is a this is a three game series, I think. It's four. Are you sure? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Oh, that doesn't count. So that count out of conference? Yeah, it's out of conference. Uh not not it doesn't count for the weekend pick them. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Then there you go. I'm going with Arizona. Okay. Um, I'm 100% going with Arizona. They can hit, dude. They rake. They might be one of the better hitting teams in the country. They really are, dude. They put up football numbers. They rake. Their pitching is like talented. Like they have good arm. They're just pitching like shit over the course of the season. They have their good spurt. But I think Arizona State. It's good too. I think they're. I mean, they're like what 15, six, 15 and four or something. Right. Yeah. Fifteen and five. Um, they played a cupcake schedule to start the year. I mean, San Jose State, Hawaii, Utah, Sac State, Fullerton, Hawaii. Yeah. And then they played Oregon. That was their first real series. They lost two out of three. And then they swept Washington State, who is not a baseball school. So I'm going with Arizona here. All right. Good. We've been disagreeing a lot. That's good. That means it's a. Very evenly matched pick them so far. Uh, the last series here is the big one. Ole Miss travels down to Florida. We saw Florida smack Texas A&M at home two weekends ago. We got Gunnar Hoagland on the mound tonight, really, on ESPNU. This, uh, dude, it really just comes down to tonight's game. You know, you'll know within the first five innings what kind of team and what kind of series this is going to be for Florida. Ole Miss could bury him, man. Ole Miss could straight up bury him with that offense and Tim Elko. This and is a hard one to pick. This man. one's hard. I'm going Ole Miss. I don't think I'm believing in Florida until they prove me wrong. I imagine you probably go Ole Miss as well here. But the Florida Gators, to me, it's kind of like they're the team that we're close to banning from the from the top 25. No, <laughs> no chance. You cannot ban them, boys. I'm, I, I'm almost there. I don't like how they're using the opener this weekend. I know it's a change of pace and all that, but give me Ole Miss. Give me the consistent team. Give me the team that comes back late in games off of you know bad bullpens. Give me Ole Miss, the team we originally banned from the top 25 two years ago. You know what's crazy? We're having a hard time finding a team to ban. Which is fine. If we don't ban anybody, that means that was a great year. Yeah. So I think Florida's at the top of the pack, though. What? I, I think Florida or maybe Miami. Those two seems to me. We will never played. ban Miami. That will never be allowed. <laughs> Ever. That will never be allowed. So, Okay. You know, Florida is one in five versus top 25 RPI team. That's a good stat. That's a good little nugget. I didn't know that. 
they're one in twenty five against top twenty five RPI teams. What, no, they're not, one in five, not one in twenty five. One in five against top twenty five. You RPI literally just teams. said twenty five. You said one. In I 25. said one in five. Check top the tapes. Five RPI teams. Check the tapes. I'll Check play it back. Check the freaking tape. I said one in five <laughs> for top twenty five RPI team. Don't 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 try me. I never forget. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. never wrong. I'm right. I'm always right. Um, but anyways. I think, dude, this is going to be, this is a hard series to pick. It's at Florida. Ole Miss is hot. It's, I mean, how hard, it, is, it is almost impossible to, they're, they're steamrolling. They, I mean, they've, they're like, what are they, freaking 6 and 0 in the ACC, yeah, in the SEC? Yeah. They're, they're rolling. They played Auburn and Alabama, the two low lives in the SEC. I'm going Florida Gator. You put the, Florida, you, if I this was Florida, college game day, you would put the, the Gator helmet on? I would, but I wouldn't do any Gator chomping because I'm a Gator hater. Gator as a, hater. As a hurricane, I don't like the Gator. But we're a college baseball show. We don't show any bias on here. Um, so I'm going with the Florida Gators. It, I, 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 I think you're probably going to be right on this series. It's just, it would be hard for me to see Florida being four and five in the SEC play through three weekends. It's very possible. They did it. They did it two years ago. Yeah, I know. And it would be very hard for me to see Ole Miss eight and one or nine and zero oh to start that's, SEC that's play. That's crazy. I think yeah, you're going to be right on that. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm giving the advantage to it. They're Florida's at home. They're pissed off. Sully got into their asses this week of practice. I think that's who I'm, who I'm going with. And that's how it works in college baseball. For the for the listeners who never played, you definitely have a much better week of practice whenever like the coach gets on to you. And it's only a few times a year where it happens. It's like, okay, let's have our best week of practice so we don't have to run all day. Um, Life like is good thing. when you win, man. Life is good. You eat better. Your post-game meals are better. Your pre-game meals are better. You get on a nicer bus. You might get hardwood floors on your bus. Um, shit, you might get nice, good Gatorade mixes in the coolers when you play well. When you're winning, everything is nice. When you're losing, you, you might be drinking water. You feel like a JUCO team. <laughs> like eight hours of practice a day. Don't even care about class. Everybody's skipping class today to go hit in the cages. Yep, that's so, a that's a JUCO mindset. That's but our pick'em. That's the pick'em. Uh, we we'll agreed have, on we agreed on literally one series. I know that's good. It's gonna. I mean, maybe you have a chance to get back in the game in the standings. So get back in the game. I got back in the game last week. Okay. Well, I didn't check. So, so anyways, when I put the numbers, check the numbers. We have a lot of games Thursday night. It's Easter weekend, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the most part for most of these series. There are a few on Sunday, but we'll be back Sunday night. Feels weird getting done at 5.50 p.m. on a Thursday instead of 1.20 a.m. But you guys enjoy this episode. We're going to be killing it with college baseball content this weekend on social media. And guys- ben, now that all the other boys are back into Major League Baseball, we might be... We're the, we're the kings. We're, we might be kings again. I mean, we were, never, we, were never, we were never not king. We're always king. But we had, a, we had some competition. And you know good. what? Competition is good for the sport. It is. It helped it's us good grow. For college baseball. Who, helped us who grow. is the best? Who is the funniest? Who who finds the cool little details in the game? Stuff like that. Yeah. But I think all I'm not gonna name names. We don't name names here, but Jerry Carabas and oh I said did I say we weren't gonna name names? Oh well. Um 
they uh they're gonna be locked in on major league baseball Carabas gonna be freaking yeah. well, slobbering all over the red Sox. tyler glass now and hating on the yankees what, what else is new and seth Bread barbecue um they're gonna be slobbering all over the mets and everything else which is awesome major league baseball is back um so guys we'll never leave you never leaving even after that April Fool's joke we played on you guys last episode. I think but, somebody tweeted at us like, ha ha, not funny. Yeah, they did. But anyways. Right. You guys have a great happy Easter weekend. Have a great uh, Easter. See we'll you be guys back. Sunday night. Let's do it.